Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Hello everybody and welcome back to Streaming in Place. It is week 17 and we're kicking off the week with our look back at all of season two of Avatar, The Last Airbender, book two, Earth. It's been an eventful couple of weeks here on the podcast. A lot has happened in season two. So I'm going to throw it, Allison, to you first. Uh, After this weekend of thinking about it, where are you at with season two? And where are you at with the show overall? And uh, what should we say? Favorite episode? Favorite character? Favorite moment? Yeah, that works. But by favorite, do we mean favorite? (laughs) Or do we mean best? Because I think that's an important distinction with this season in particular. Mm -hmm. The episode that I think is the best is 100% not my favorite. Um, So uh, where am I with the show right now? That is an interesting question. I, you know, I'll admit that I have a hard time looking back on season two as a whole at the moment because my big central feeling is just that I want to get to season three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's the having the, the weekend before this little recap show was a trial. Uh, I just am sort of desperate to know how all of our friends are doing. Um, you know, I was thinking about before we started recording, I was thinking about how when we did the season one wrap up, um, I was so caught off guard by Noel saying, Uh, that season one was, you know, the weaker season and that it was not quite what the show is and how stunning that was to me. But now I understand. Um, I would probably still not put it exactly that way. But um, (laughs) I think that's fair. Yeah. And and I think season one is really great. My affection for that season is undiminished. But um, the contrast, the leap up in terms of ambition i think primarily um and achieved ambition in the animation in the storytelling um in the world building is sort of staggering so as much as i like season one it feels like this is a very different beast and it's been sort of thrilling to watch the show make these big leaps and take these big swings um it's it's just really remarkable. And I think that um, Tales of Bossing Say is sort of a perfect example of that, right? It's a format that's familiar to anybody who watches a lot of television, especially um, animated, but but not exclusively animated television, um, where we sort of look at a bunch of vignettes from the characters and, and how rewarding and thrilling that can be. Um, but it also moves the story forward. It's not just a meditation on this theme or that theme um it managed to both be an important piece of the season from a narrative perspective as well as a thematic perspective and i think that that is pretty dazzling um favorite what's now (laughs) okay oh also keenan rightly reminds us we need to have favorite animal okay so so favorite slash best wherever you're at with it let's say uh episode and uh, where you're at, like, who's your favorite of our main characters right now? Mm-hmm. Um, you can limit that to Team Avatar if you'd like, or you can expand it, your call. And okay. then moment, animal, and if you have anything else you want to throw in, feel free. Okay. Uh, for episode, I mean, it's it's hard to pick anything, despite the fact that I will probably never watch it again. Um, 
anything other than Appa's last days, um, which I, I found to be just a really remarkable piece of storytelling, thrilling and, uh, terrifying and, um, surprising. So that, I mean, that certainly had a huge impact, but Tales of Bossing Say would be right on its heels, um, as would the two, all of the two-parters, but particularly the finale two-parter. Um, favorite character, well, who isn't obsessed with Toph? Um, Toph is amazing. Uh, I really like the growth that we've seen in all of our close personal friends in this season. And it's been really great watching them grow as, as little growing humans into adults. Um, but also in terms of their abilities, uh, it's been really amazing. But Toph is just this wonderful marriage of petulant defiance and confidence and insecurity and vulnerability and forthrightness and snobbery and it just she's really complicated in a way that doesn't sound fun but then she's also incredibly fun so um yeah I mean it's hard to pick anybody other than that uh my favorite animal is appa I will be taking no other questions at this time it's been a difficult few weeks uh we're doing okay we're recovering um uh, everyone is going to be fine. And, um, my favorite moment, hmm, that is tough. Um, but I think, okay, I'm just going to say a couple. Um, the spa, mm -hmm. that's one. Um, we'll say, uh, the big reveal of the Dragon of the West. Yeah. That was pretty amazing. Um, Toph calling Katara sweetness. <laughs> um, and the unbelievable relief that I felt when Suki showed up in Appa's Lost Days. The, the, their favorite <laughs> moments. Those are excellent, excellent picks. Oh, and I also loved the turtle ducks. Because they're so cute. How could you not? Yeah. They're very yeah. cute. So we are joined today by my dad. Who's who's gonna give his thoughts on the show so far? Um, so so thank you for joining in for our listener episode. Uh, where where are you at with the show? We you were not here for our season one discussion. So any thoughts on like what are your thoughts on the show so far? Oh, I like the show. I like okay. Avatar. Right? Yeah. Who wouldn't a, like well, Avatar? Well, it took you a little bit to get into it. You were definitely it's a, hesitant. It's a kind of a kid's show, you know, but it's still you know it's fun, right? Okay. And Zuko sucks, right? He sucks. <laughs> he, Zuko doesn't suck. He's complicated. I just have a, a just a question. Am I allowed to swear? Is yes, that you, can, you can I, swear. I can swear. You okay. Can swear. All right. Okay. That's good. That okay. makes it easier. Okay. So, yeah. oh, what a bullshit. I mean, he was he was right there. He was going to turn around and then he switched. Yeah. I, I was like, I Not thought fair. that. No, I thought it was kind of bogus, right? <laughs> unacceptable writing. It's a little, it was a little unacceptable. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like a quick switch uh -huh. for him, you know? Like all of a sudden he was getting to be the nice Zuko and then boom. Yeah, we Back were, and form, man. You're talking about how he was allergic to good, and so he had to sweat out the uh, allergy to good, and then you're expecting him to be good, and then he then he does. This oh, then it comes back again. Boop, yeah. I, I'm bad. Yeah, it's that Fire Nation, right? <laughs> okay. He's got the he's got the deep Fire Nation. Okay. So, other reactions to the season? Do you have a favorite character right now? Do you have a favorite episode? It seems like I like, you the, un I like the uncle, like man. We I like the uncle, with, right? With the with all the uh, Appa stuff. Oh well, you knew Appa was going to come back. 
You knew, yeah. Oppo, you knew Oppo was going to be okay? Right. They weren't going to be selling Oppa chops at the, you know, in in the big city, right? No, that wasn't going to happen. Okay. Right? I mean, this show hasn't done things that... It didn't Game of Thrones you and kill everybody, right? It's, it's okay. not. It's not, you know... Okay. And that way it's predictable. Okay. There's going to be happy ending at the end of the show, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to invade the Fire Nation and all be killed. That's not going to happen. It's on Nickelodeon. It's Nickelodeon. It's Nickelodeon. Yeah, right. It's not going to happen. That's gonna, it's going to be it's going to be a satisfying, you know, end. Okay. Right? But okay. yeah. So your favorite character is Uncle Iroh. I like Uncle Iroh. Yeah. yeah. I like Uncle Iroh. Who wouldn't? You know, he's a man of my own age, right? Okay. So I like that. I, I like um. I mean, with the the girl, right? She's good. There's a there's more than one girl. Oh. Well, I, well, okay. I kind of like everybody, though, right? Yeah. Water girl. Like, what's what's her name? Katara. Katara. I like Katara. Okay. Yeah, Katara's. You no, know, I mean, what's not to like? Right? Everybody's awesome. She's they're yeah. Cool. They're all okay. very cool. And you, Aang is good. Aang I like Aang, yeah, because okay. he's kind of zany and fun and. Okay. But yeah, he had to ditch the girl. That's gonna play out next season. Okay. Right, because he had to, you know, okay. he had to invoke his avatar state. His avatar state, Blue, right? Blue-eyed mode, yeah, yeah. And then he still got beat. That's not good. Lightning back, lightning bolt in the back. You know, because Azula always lies. Azula, Azula does not play fair. Azula is terrible. Yeah. Gonna, that's gonna be fun when she gets it. She's gonna get it. Okay. He, 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 my dad's very confident. Listeners. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Um, favorite episode. Well, the last one that was good, right? Mm-hmm. I like that one. They've been, you know, the 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 ones we've been watching, the the doubles have been all good. Yeah, but we've been watching doubles every time. I, I know, but because, well, they're all kind of, you know, I don't have a favorite episode. You have a favorite episode. Okay. No, okay. I don't. Um, and then do you have a favorite moment from the season? Or a visual or something that sticks with you? Um, Not that I remember. Okay. If you laid them out for me, I probably would. I listed I them. Could, you'd be like, I yeah, could, I, I could, yeah. There are a number of good ones, but I'm not, nothing is going like, oh, when that happened. But when you were to mention them to me, then I would probably go, oh, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> okay. Which means I just have bad memory. Right? Okay. Well, any uh, anticipation? And Katara is like getting more powerful. What's up with that? What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's like all of a sudden she was just waterbending and now she's an octopus. And it's that like taking on the whole. Her. I know. But I mean, she's, they're all like getting significantly more powerful this yeah. season. Like, they're leveling I mean, up. Like, like crazy. Yeah. Right? And Toph with her metal bending. And Toph. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden they're like, you know. <laughs> and the magnificent four and Sokka with the boomerang. Yeah, team science. Yeah, okay, you know, there you go, right? So, well, okay, anyway. any, any any expectations or hopes for next season? Well, I do have one. I mm-hmm. do have one. Uh, it's uh, Gatara and the uncle open a tea shop together. That'll okay. be the backstory. So the the, the well, waterbender and the and, and the, the fire firebender, right? 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 Yeah. Okay. You know, I think that would be good. Right? Okay, it could be a good thing. It could okay. be a romance happens there. You when, said the uncle. The uncle. What do you mean? The the firebender uncle. The old guy. You think Katara should have a romance? I'm just saying, man, it could happen. It could happen. You need to leave. That is gross (laughs) and creepy. She is like 14 or 15. Okay, it's true. That's it's true. No, Maybe they should no, have a business no. partnership. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, we can go there. Otherwise, I'm gonna I was the unexpected, the, the unexpected no, thing, right? No, no. But um, that would be a good tea shop. Yeah, it would be. A, it would be a good tea shop, and Uncle Ira gets along with everyone. Well, and they would get along because they're both kind of zen, right? They're both. They're both pretty chill. But I feel both like she would chill. be very bored. Well, yeah, but you know, probably. Unless, unless the octopus came out of the teacups and got people around or something. Yeah, I could imagine her having some fun with the tea. Yeah. But, okay, anything else? Okay. Thank you so much for stopping by. All right, by. all right.
He's he, he's waving everyone. All right. <laughs> I would like to apologize for my decision to say, "Hey, Dad, do you want to come on the podcast?" Because never in my wildest dreams would I have thought he'd be like, "Yeah, they should get Katara and Iroh together." Oh my God, everyone! I'm terrified and just horrified. Kate, I think your dad is trolling you. I I assume. That's how I'm going to sleep tonight. I don't know. I don't know if he is. Oh, my God. Uh, (sighs) uh, That was just pure, unfiltered dad content. Listeners, what you you didn't see, because you're listening and not watching, is that Kate's dad was basically totally out of the frame, except for occasionally we'd see like a third of his face, and then he'd gesture. And then he'd make kind of a face and then he'd drift back out of the frame of the camera again. And it was a, it was a delight. It was like, it, it was just, it was great. He was one like, is this thing on? And he was one that away from perfection. Yeah. He was here earlier as well, waiting for his turn. And he was playing with the frame, sitting down and poking his head up onto the bottom of the frame <laughs> while Allison was talking. Um, I had to wave at him to stop. Uh, it was entertaining, but also, yeah, I, I am lucky. I have an I have an awesome dad. Uh, Noel, do you have any thoughts? I've, normally, we go to you before we go to any of our listeners, so I want to make sure that I give you plenty of time to share your thoughts on revisiting your favoriteest season. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm I'm glad. I I do worry that I sort of oversold it, but I think like the ways in which it just builds on itself, and that. I really don't feel like there's necessarily like a bad episode or an episode that you'd want to take out of the season and just be like, it works without it. Even like Avatar Day just fills in things, I feel like, um, which I think is maybe the most expendable of the episodes in the season. Um, but I think it's just so delightful and really, really good. So I'm really glad that I think everyone seemed to really enjoy it and was more legitimately surprised by a lot of things that happened in it, which was the other thing that I was really looking forward to knowing how all of this plays out, particularly what we talked about last week with how the show and in particular the finale weaponizes a lot of stuff against us and our expectations and how just much delight that brings us as an audience when something defies our expectations in that way, especially with a show that so actively taps into sort of the hero's journey myth type stuff that we're, we're all really familiar with. And then it just goes, eh, no, yes, but also no. So I'm really glad. I'm really eager to hear what everyone else has to think. So Appa, favorite animal, uh, favorite character is Toph, um, but also Zuko's so good in this season, everyone. I was so excited, like I said last week, for everyone to be like, oh, I care about Angry Fire Kid. I'm just like, yeah. Do you care about Angry Fire Kid? Um, and favorite episode, like they're all so good. Um, but I know that like Appa's Lost Days, um, Tales of Lost and Say are gonna get lots of love. So for me, the blind bandit is just like delight on the plate. Um, and I love it so much. It's really, really good. And City of Walls and Secrets is also just like Chef's Kiss perfect for me. So yeah. Yeah, that's where I'll that's where I'm gonna stay, because I want Keenan to be able to talk. Okay. Um, before Keenan has to leave. <laughs> okay, so Keenan, jump on in. That's so nice of you. Thank you, Noel. <laughs> I know. I hope my supervisor forgets about the call, but just in case, we got a few minutes. Um, I loved this season. I thought it was wonderful. I 
I don't know that I would necessarily say that season one is is weaker. Um, and I don't, I was about to say, oh, maybe it's just a little less sophisticated. I don't know that it is less sophisticated. I feel like that's intentional kind of setting a baseline of expectations to allow for room for growth. Um, sort of like we see Katara working to become a waterbending master and now she's using water to literally fly out of crystal catacombs. And mm-hmm. it was so awesome and heroic and cool. Um, so I, I thought the season was just really, really great. The scene that sticks with me is, I think it's in the in the guru part of the finale. Yeah, because that's when he's going through the chakras, right? Yes. Um, I cried very hard. Uh, the air nomads in the sky mm-hmm. and the the loss. Um, and talking about you have suffered a great loss, but the people you have lost still love, like are still surrounding you with love. Oh no. <laughs> Devastating. It was beautifully animated. I mean, that whole that whole sequence had such a beautiful blend of like very gentle humor. I was a little nervous when the guru showed up that he was gonna be kind of like a I guess more of a clown figure, like more of a kooky, quirky, uh inscrutable type guide and he wasn't like he had a sense of humor and he was really fun and very child friendly and approachable but he was still actively teaching he wasn't speaking in riddles or great mysteries like ang was able to follow along without too much sort of heart rending um i thought it was so sweet uh like about halfway through when whatever the stomach chakra was and he burped and he said oh it tastes like uh banana juice and onions and pickles and like there was just this little very sweet, childish pickles question to the guru, and the guru was like totally accepting of this. Qu- it was just very, very sweet. So, I I did not cry during Appa's last days, but it was truly one of the most horrendous things I've ever seen, and was utterly devastating. And I likely will not be able to watch it again for a very long time because, oh, and you know, your your dad rightly pointed out it's Nickelodeon. Appa's always going to be around. Uh, was wait, was that your dad or was that Noel? That was, was my that, dad. It was your dad. Okay, yeah. Um, he was correct. It's it's Nickelodeon. They're not going to make Appa into burgers, but they still made what happened to Appa just devastating. I mean, Appa in the circus, I hated. Appa just bedraggled and sodden and with thorns all in his fur, just and being first so first scared of Suki and then glad to see Suki again and then sort of like why are you scaring me again no I hated it it was so bad my poor fluffy boy um my favorite animal like Allison is the turtle ducks I think there was also like a a rooster pig yeah but this season I was also a big fan like the the pig hybrids accumulated slowly but the rooster pig was the like apotheosis it was great um and oh my favorite character I resent feeling as many feelings as I do for Zuko. I resent it. <laughs> I am not a bad boy apologist. I'm like, you play silly games, you win silly prizes. Like, let's choose stuff. But Listen, Listeners, uh, Noel has his arms up in triumph. <laughs> He's very excited. Okay. Resent it, but oh, I feel for my little buddy. Um He's been through some stuff and I really liked that you got to see some childhood scenes with him and kind of see what he was like. And I think it's good too for, um, in terms of like kind of how we're seeing this world or it's like, just because 
the Earth Kingdom is an ally doesn't mean they're the good guys. Like there is evil in the Earth Kingdom too. And we kind of see that flip side with Zuko as a child, um, you know, but for circumstances, he might've turned out to be a totally different person. He might've been a staunch part of Team Avatar, a staunch ally. So um, I thought they just did really interesting and nuanced things. And it was very sophisticated storytelling that was, that handled complexities and nuances and grit and tough stuff, but at a very, at a level where children could understand it. And um, I don't get disgusted and frustrated like I did with Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. <laughs> yes. um, oh yeah. And uh, favorite episode. I mean, Appa's Last Days was again, horrendous, but also very, very good. Um, yeah, I I think um I think I really did like the guru and I know I I dunked in a text message that Allison read out about how um I was so worried about my buddies but they needed to stop blurting their plans out. Yes. I love to blurt things out. If I think I see my friend, I'm like, "Let me tell you all the things. I do not check my six or whatever you're supposed to do. I don't do that." So that was painful as a viewer, but also deeply relatable for me. I was like, well, I also am a bit of a fool. So mm -hmm. not, not a schemer, me. So, <laughs> so that was very relatable. And I'm I can't wait to see everybody again tonight or tomorrow when I watch the season three premiere. Oh, I will say that I walked away with two misconceptions from the finale. One was, I thought for sure that was the last of Iroh. I thought with the voice actor having passed away and Iroh saying, everybody leave me, save yourselves. And we watched the, the daily descend upon him. I thought he was a goner and because it was Nickelodeon, we wouldn't see him go. But obviously the show is not afraid to break our hearts. So I understand that he's not a goner. I guess we'll find out. Oh, nerds, that didn't work. And, Drink some water. <laughs> and um, I am curious about how Azula's stab in the back, like what that means for Aang as the Avatar, because I walked away with one impression, and I understand that Tom and Allison have different impressions, so we'll just have to wait and see. Awesome. Okay, thank you so much. So who wants to go next? Hi. Hey, Scotty. It's a kitty. Because yeah, Mr. Mo, Mr. Mo is here for the podcast today. <laughs> uh, listener, Mo is my cat. He's sitting in the window next to me. He's a good boy. He's a very um, good boy. Uh, and I feel a little flustered because uh, every, it feels like everybody else had really beautiful things to say. And I've got kind of uh, very blob-like thoughts. Like, <laughs> um, it was so good. And it's awesome. <laughs> and whoa, it was scary. And it's getting really intense and complicated. And they're growing up and they're so powerful. And wow, 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 I can't wait to find out what's next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's about the sort of um the the level of critical commentary that's maybe coming from my home this afternoon. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah, Noel, you can raise your fists again. I was like, oh, I, they're going to want me to think this cool fire kid's cool. I'm not going to do it. Um, and he's sipping water. Uh, <laughs> and no, I'm deeply invested in this poor young man who's done bad stuff, but like, whoa, it's good storytelling. And I think it is 
um, making him a full human and sympathetic character without being a violence apologist, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, obviously nothing in this show is um, promoting the idea that violence or harm to other people is cool and okay. Um, so I don't know why I would think they would go in that direction with Zuko, but I just really appreciate uh, the development of his family dynamic. His sister's super terrifying. And the fact that the other two members of Destiny's Child seem nice in comparison is deeply disturbing. Yeah. Um, like, I guess the fact that they they wouldn't have gone uh, um, murder trio without Azula is cold comfort. Um, because they're certainly happy to hop on board and do really terrible stuff and like with a smile. I don't know that I agree, at least about the circus performer, because the only reason she came is because like Azula made the circus actively unsafe. Azula was gonna burn everyone alive at the circus. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, Marcus agrees. Yeah, okay, you're right. Good point. I I kind of forgot about her um her how she ends up in it but fine but, but May she's making the best of the situation she's having yeah. some fun <laughs> yeah yeah and so maybe I was judging her for enjoying the situation yeah. that she had to be in for her own self-preservation um but no I think uh the Lake Lao Guy episode seemed really really sophisticated to me in terms of the politics of it and what our heroes learn and I think it's a pretty uh, I think the the as the world gets bigger, it gets more complicated. It's really fascinating. Um, and Appa's Lost Days. I said something really vulgar on the podcast that day, and I apologize. No, it's about... okay. I put a, I put a swearing warning on that one. I was oh, like, good. I can't I can't censor it out because like it loses all of the weight. <laughs> yeah, this episode deserves um, it. It was very vulgar, and I apologize. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking about it too, like it kind of goes along even I think movies with children in distress too it's not just animals I was thinking about like huge swaths I mean most of the movie of Slumdog Millionaire was almost unwatchable for me because I just felt so awful for the kids and there's something about like maybe at the beginning of the show when Aang was a baby sure a baby (laughs) younger um He sure he had superpowers, but he also had these two slightly older kids with him, and it felt like Oppo was their protector. And so then, when Oppo's alone and gets hurt, it's um, it's just awful. Uh, so we yeah, but such a good episode, so well done. And the fact that they we went so long without seeing Oppo, and we saw how his absence affected Momo and all his friends. Um, oh man. I'm rambling. No, you're, you're all good. Okay. Favorite episode. Tales of Ba Sing Se is amazing. And I also liked, what was the one where um, the whole sequence where Zuko's having the dream and he sees the two dragons, whatever that episode is, I thought was really good. Because um, and if, and if, if I remember, Avatar was going through some interesting shit too. I think that's the Earth King. Yeah, I could be wrong. Um, but the finale, the the two part finale is really awesome. Okay. Um, um yeah. favorite animal, like type of animal, not like Appa's the best, obviously. Yeah, Appa's the best, obviously. Appa and Momo. Um, I I like <laughs> I like just bear. Mm-hmm. Bear. Yes, yeah, just bear. That's a hilarious gag. Well done, Avatar The Last Airbender. That shit's hysterical. Um, 
but I also like the turtle ducks are pretty great. Whenever a platypus bear shows up now, it feels like meeting an old friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to find out where the show goes next. I'm so, um, and weirdly, like, I can't believe I'm this into Zuko. It's infuriating. Um, <laughs> clearly something else is going to happen. I don't think he is going to help Azula kill our friends and like become the Lord of the Fire Nation. I have to know what happens next. I have to. <laughs> I cannot believe this. it ended with him standing by her side. Ooh, I have to know what happens. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and also, I was convinced that Aang and Katara were not going to get together. And now I feel like the show is really shipping them. And if I have to eat those words, <laughs> Okay. Well, we will see what happens. Thanks. <laughs> it's okay um, because canonically the Iro Kataro thing is actually what happens. Oh so that is totally correct. Honestly, I'm more oh. upset about it's true. I'm more upset about that than I am about the idea of Aang and Thank Katara you. together. And the thing is, I like <laughs> Aang and Katara's relationship deepening and becoming more more profound and more important. I'm fine with. It's the romantic aspect of it that I'm like, uh, eh, I'm not there yet. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's better than the Iro. Yeah. Yeah. That really helps with some context, right? It's like, because <laughs> I'm not that anti the Aang guitar thing. Um, but the, uh, the, the, sh- uh, shipping for, um, I think I feel like the, pretty much the whole podcast is surprised to ship Zuko and Katara a bit more by the end of the season. Um, yeah, definitely. Anyways. And uh, would you like to, to do make any predictions so we can see if you can get your last name in, in season three? Oh Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do not think Zuko is going to end up on the side of the Fire Kingdom. Okay. I think Appa's gonna gonna save the day at least once. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it because I want it to be true. I don't think that's the last we've seen of the Kyoshi Warriors. Okay. And I think we will see King Bumi again. Okay. That's that's my wild These card. These are good. These are all good. <laughs> I like all of these. Yay! We'll see Thank what you. <laughs> Uh, before I forget, Keenan says, uh, I was fascinated by Destiny's Child's conversation with her, with Ty Lee. Like, Ty Lee kept spouting these go girl, girl boss feminist aphorisms. And was that a commentary on the fact that just because a lady is in charge and powerful, that doesn't mean she can't be evil? Like, oh, Zula, I love your forthrightness. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point, Keenan. It's there the the variety of personalities on destiny's child i think is really fun and, and a commentary of different types of evil you know is uh just because someone is marginalized in leadership roles in, in this world or at least seems to be there aren't very many women leaders that we have seen uh does not mean that they can't be very evil so that's a good point um so up next we're going to hear from diego so uh welcome to your first reaction podcast thank you for listening what how, how do you feel about the show overall and how has season two been treating you well i think i i agree with everyone here on the call uh i love how it built up from season one like it, it's definitely an evolution but it's not a you know it's not unexpected let's say uh for example i, I really like how we just have this new trio of female villains uh compared to season one which you know we all like angry fireboy but it just, it, it's, a, it's a twist that I didn't expect, right? I could definitely see how a show could just keep Zuko being the main antagonist for the length of its run. Uh, I, I appreciated how it evolved from that. Uh, and I also really liked, as I mentioned, one of our, the earlier episodes, how season two did not go the easy way 
with angst training, right? We we all expect that maybe Boomi would be the one to do it. The show knew that and you know went another way. And then we meet Tuff, who is great. Uh, same with Katara's, you know, leveling up of her waterbending abilities. Um, and yeah, I mean, a, a really really enjoyable season overall. I would say I really appreciated how complex the finale was, uh, how there were like different fronts and different schemes and double crosses and um, different character pairings that we hadn't seen before. Uh, but all throughout maintain, maintaining like this really clear storytelling. Like at some points I was really wondering like, how do kids follow this? But they do because it's good storytelling. Like it's complex. And I think the moment of the finale, I was kind of shocked that they, they went there was when we had Tylee and uh, May talking about their plan loudly. And I'm like, well, that's just stupid because there's like the Tylee just are listening. But then it turns out that was part of Azula's plan to have them listen. Like it's just, I wasn't expecting that level of complexity, uh, but it was very, very enjoyable. Mm. Um, that's my general season two thoughts. Do you have a favorite uh, character or episode or anything else? Um, I would say that I, you know, it's easy to go with the the last string of episodes, which are excellent. So just to throw a standalone episode out there, I really enjoyed the library. I enjoyed Tuku being a um, sorry, Tuku um, Soka. Uh, being smart about trying to find out uh, a crucial piece of information, which I'm sure we'll come back on season three about the, the solar eclipse. And, you know, the character design of the of the spirit was just very Mijasaki and very both uh, scary and majestic at the same time, which I enjoyed. Um, and as for our f- favorite animal, I think I really enjoyed one that popped up early in the season and then I think recurred a couple of times. Uh, the the badger mole, I appreciate it. Like I like seeing, uh, <laughs> thanks Noel for your approval. Uh, <laughs> I, I like seeing non-human creatures earth bending. Like it it's it just widens what the world is and what bending is. Same with the metal bending that we find out later. Uh, it it added an interesting wrinkle, I think, to the whole bending concept that the show has. Yeah, that's um, an awesome pick. So, yeah. Yeah, those are my thoughts on season two. Great. Well, thank you for sharing. And like Scotty says, good reminder about the library episode. If nobody mentioned the library before we before you left, I was going to because it's so cool. And that owl spirit is so awesome and very scary. Um, yes. Yeah, and and I mean, sassy with Soka on the, you know, a knot, I guess. Well, yeah, the knot, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally counts. Totally counts. Next, we're going to talk with Marcus. So, uh, Marcus, where are you at with season two and with the show overall? And how how dare you, sir? We all know it's your fault that Appa, all of this. So, uh, not really, but yeah. Where are you at? Um, I really enjoyed this second season. I feel like the first season was a lot of world building and showing different aspects of it. And then this season took all those things and either put them together in a new way or saw something new about something that we already known about. So it's it's kind of almost opposite in ways a lot of series go, which have a focused story and then expand the world, whereas I feel like this series expanded first mm-hmm. and then started playing with their pieces. I think they just had a lot of confidence in their story and there was a lot less, there's just more narrative through line throughout the, uh, the whole run of episodes, which made for a good viewing experience. Yeah. 
definitely more of a threat than like the standalones that we got, like the kind of paired standalones in season one. Yeah. It was definitely a better watch that way. Cause like, it always felt like you're going to get something good in an episode. Whereas in the first season, it's like, who knows what you're going to get. Yeah. Definitely. Well, do you have a favorite episode? Where are you at with our characters? Do you have a favorite moment or visual? Um, I think my favorite moment is probably from my favorite episode. And I know I know Noel thought no one would mention it, but I do think The Blind Bandit um, is probably my favorite episode. Simply because I was very pleasantly surprised when it did the turn when Toph showed up. And that's my favorite moment because mm-hmm. before that like it was a uh, pro wrestling kind of homage if you will then it turned into something completely different and unexpected for me when Toph showed up and I just really really enjoyed that uh, turn and everything that came out from that and that puts Toph up there with Uncle Iroh as my favorite characters I think, and mm-hmm. that they're great buds too. This fills me with joy. You know, they have good taste, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. In terms of people who should be starting a tea business, I think those two would be great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that strikes me as more her speed. She's like, I'm good. Yeah. Go on some adventures. Come back. Have some tea. Yeah. 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 Sky says, I love that pro wrestling part of the episode into the reveal of Toph. The episode was great. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other, like, any predictions for next season? Any other thoughts on your experience so far? Because it seems like, I don't, I mean, I could be wrong. I got the sense, though, previously that you were, like, the most, like, yeah, it's okay about the show. Are you, of the people who are talking, did you, are you, like, similarly invested in the show? Has it drawn you deeper in? Where are you at overall? I think it has drawn me deeper in. I'm might not be quite as gung-ho as everyone else, but I'm still on board. So it's still good. Um, I guess my one major prediction I think I'll see, I think we'll see uh, next season. is I think Azula is going to overthrow her father and be the ultimate big bad at the end of the series. Okay. That's my one prediction. Cool. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing. And giving your thoughts, uh, Scotty seconds. She says that's a great prediction. So, got some good. You're in good company there. Um, so that will that I guess that just leaves me. I have to give my thoughts now. Um, so some episodes that people haven't really mentioned yet. That terrific. Um, the the showdown with everybody in the Wild West town was so awesome with with Azula. But then like Team Avatar teaming up with Iroh and and Zuko. Uh, the the you know Noel's favorite visual of like running <laughs> into the room that where when Aang is floating in midair. I love how that is such a um, like such, such an awesome fight when it's happening, and then we get to the end of the season, no one cares because the fights at the end of the season are so much more amazing uh, that you, they doesn't even it doesn't even like compare. Oh, Tom is back. So Tom, welcome to the episode. Where are you at with season two? And apologies that you've had to wait several days to start season three. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's uh, not how I normally watch like being like, okay, cool. No, I'm loving it. Let's stop. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I think season two rules. I, 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 I love so much about it. And I think you guys have hit on 
like all of it. I, I mean, almost all of it. I, I was going to say in terms of shipping Aang and uh, Katara, one thing that I've always thought about this show, and it's, I, I mean, this is definitely, uh, you know, being, being older and watching it is that I think the show understands in terms of its kid audience, how big of an age gap there is between those two kids. It's really easy for us to think of them as just two kids, but she's like two, three years older, maybe four. And at that point, that might as well be decades. Mm-hmm. That might as well be Iroh, which you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But like, you know, it's, it's such a huge age gap that I never really think about it actually happening. I think about the way it affects Aang, mm-hmm. hoping it will happen. Uh, so that, that might be sense there. And then when everybody was talking about uh, Ty Lee, I one thing about her that I also love, um, and, and really I love it when the show does this, and it's slow burn been doing it with um, Suko and stuff for a long time, but you know, Ty Lee can't bend, but she's terrified, and specifically two benders. And, and, and I just think sometimes, like, if you grew up in a world that was full of people that, you know, some of them all had magic powers, um, the sheer amount of bullying and, and, and stuff you would have to put up with from the benders because they could, you know, bend to, to just be able to be like, tap, 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 Spock pinch, you're, you're not moving for the next hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that contributes to her... Uh, to the way she comes off and that her attitude and her sort of like carefree attitude, it, the whole thing. I, I, one thing I think is really important about action adventure storytelling in general, if you're going to devote so much time to the fighting um, is that the fighting needs to continue the story. Uh, it needs to reveal things about the characters. It needs to reveal, reveal depths of the, of the story itself. It needs to, it needs to have its own callbacks. It's whole, it's whole thing. Um, and, and I think that those, those three villains, <laughs> Destiny's Child or whatever you guys, um, they're, uh, they embody that a lot. Um, they're, they're, a lot of the like sort of weight they keep bringing to the table is just how badass they are whenever they fight. Um, and so I don't know. I think that, I think that that is my, maybe my favorite thing as I was watching it again is that the show just continues to utilize those moments to keep telling the story it wants to tell about, about Aang discovering his responsibilities and his powers. And the effects that has on him and the whole world. Uh, plus, season two introduces Toph. Toph is the best character in <laughs> all of Avatar. I know that um, everybody agrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a favorite episode? Do you have a favorite type of animal that we met this season? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess countering everybody else, but I love the reactions to it. I absolutely love the uh, buzzard hornets. I think that they are. <laughs> gross and terrifying um they mean something when they show up when the when they're circling them in the desert um it's uh yeah it's a perfect swarm i i I love that like zuko licks the honey and you don't know what it actually is because they're because they're vultures they're probably not going to to pollinate their hives traditionally Mm -hmm. um they're probably using dead things um that is I love it. it. It says so much in just one stark image. I, I truly do. I love them. I mean, you know, Pop uh, is the best uh, non-human character on the show for sure. But, uh, but I love those things. I love those things. And I do love the uh, the, the farm made of uh, pork hybrids. 
Mm -hmm. um, which does beg the question whether all these hybrid animals have been like animal husbandry. Mm -hmm. Like, is there, is there animal bending? Is that how we ended up like this? Or is it like a magic thing or like a spirit world thing? Yeah. yeah. Is there some like animal bender who's like, yeah, no, no, no. It's cool. I made that bear lay a platypus egg. <laughs> That's very messed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Marcus says buzzard hornets will be the animals that I will remember the longest. And yeah, they're seared in there. I was driving my car the other day for the first time since literally March 12th or 13th. Um, and there's definitely a giant, huge ass wasp's nest inside my driver's side mirror, uh, which I realized after I had already gotten in my car and there was just like, and they're big ones. They were like this big. That is so horrible. fucking big. Yeah. And I had, I was, I had to go to an eye appointment, so I couldn't do anything. I was just like uh, driving. I hope you don't somehow get inside my car. I don't know how they would. I know that's not rational and I don't care. So yes, I was going to actually shout out the buzzard hornets as an excellent example of horrifying monster creation. I love creation. it. I love it. Uh, yeah. And then in terms of favorite episodes, I, I mean, I think the, I think it was Noel who said it earlier. There's, there's not really a lot of weak episodes. I don't even agree that the avatar state is necessarily uh, the weak one. I think that there's, there's cool world building that goes on in there. And a lot of, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, honoring the and creating the diversity of their world through really subtle little touches that really matter, like the the avatar in question in the avatar uh, the avatar day. Um, you know, there's that whole murder mystery, and there's like little touches, like her feet are huge and she's a giant, and we don't really know where she is from. She's an earthbender, um, you know. And I love the expectation that the whole idea is the avatars are all these princes of good night fighters because Aang kind of is so it makes some sense except for that like you know they're like okay we're here to prove you didn't kill them and she's like I did and here's why because they totally deserved it that whole scene is so amazing <laughs> that is really intense morality to throw out there yeah. in the middle of this show so I I love but I think the second half of this season's momentum from the moment they get to the desert lose Appa get put in real peril in that regard and have to just you know make their way there. I think that's all really great. And I don't know if anybody else um, listened to it, but I love Lake Logai. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really like what they did with Jet, which is deeply uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, even through his like redemption and his fighting against it. And at the end, like trying to like, you know, the, the earth nation secret service totally clockwork oranges that kid. And, and I think that that is, I think that's really intense. And I think that pays off really strangely um with all that stuff so uh that's probably my favorite episode okay well thank you so you say everybody who's talking about um no like i'm not gonna care about zuko i'm not gonna i was like that's me but with jet yep. <laughs> in this season it's like okay i can see how you got they got me to care about uh to care about zuko but like that stupid piece of hay chewing guy yeah i don't i don't care about Jet, it's interesting, though, that I think that they know that, and that's why they make us care about his friends. Mm -hmm. Because they're the because they're willing to let it go. Right? They're like, Jet, we should maybe stop all this. Um, and, and that alone makes us sympathetic to them. It's like, yeah, maybe just get on with your life, right? Uh, although Jet's also not wrong. Mm -hmm. He found firebenders living in the middle of, of the Earth Kingdom, and we've already seen through Zuko's story what would happen if everybody found out that was true. Yeah. So the only reason that Jets seems terrible in this last part is because everybody thinks that uh, uh, Zuko is a good guy and he's not. Yeah. 
Well, Marcus uh, has stronger will than many of us watching because he says they both suck. So fair enough. We'll see if if, if Zuko, uh, if the, the writers can bring you around to Zuko in season three or if they have any interest in it in doing so. So that'll be interesting. Um. So, yeah, should be should be fun. OK. Any final thoughts? Any any things you're looking forward to that are non-spoilery for season three? No, I think that um, I mean I think that for there's gonna there's all kinds of details, uh, but I I like season three. I think this this show pays off intensely well. It's it's clear that by that that they they had a plan, um, and by the time they're in season three and they've got this big Nickelodeon hit on their hands, they get to just next, you know, um, and so I it continues along the lines of the stuff I love, which is really great adventure fiction. Um, depth that's there uh it it doesn't talk down to its audience while still very much honoring its audience um which is kids i mean and i say that because kids are still our protagonists right like um and and the youngest of them is our is our main protagonist and i think that they i mean that's what all ages stuff really how it really works and i think it i'm looking forward to allison seeing the end of this season Mm -hmm. um so uh yeah there's that yeah sounds great well, then um, some other things that I'll mention as as favorites, uh, it, just because people haven't mentioned them yet. Uh, no one has mentioned Massive Ang, Purple Space Ang, which was just so amazingly gorgeous and fabulous. Um, oh, Keenan wants to know, how old is Toph? Do we know? We don't know. And I, Marcus guesses 12? Yeah. Uh, Noel? Roughly contemporary with Ang, I think. That well, not like the movie. actual time frame of being a hundred and something, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think she's supposed to be roughly contemporary with Aang. I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, because she could. She's small, but you don't know if she's if that means that she's younger or if she's just small, small in stature. Yeah, um, it's a good uh, good question, Marcus. Says, I thought they actually mentioned that, but I might be misremembering. Tom says she's like a young teenager, and she has all the the social stuff on her. Um, so yeah, it's hard to, I, I'm not sure is, is basically the answer. Um, other, other things people have not really mentioned, uh, with the, the, the storming in to go see the earth King fight scene was amazing. Um, very cool. Uh, Tom says, who cares? She can bend the metal. She's awesome. That's very true. Um, animal wise, uh, the, I was going to shout out the buzzard hornets because they're horrifying, but very memorable catfish gators. Also super interesting and fun. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 screaming bird, right, in the swamp. Uh, let's not forget the, the screaming no, bird. No, let's forget the screaming bird in the swamp. <laughs> um, and then uh, other other visuals. Um, the Iroh at the shrine and just the way that they, like when they pull back and he's on by the tree was absolutely gorgeous. There's a lot of, there's a lot of really memorable and beautiful um visuals throughout the whole season are anything stand out guys that i that i have forgotten about the serpent was really cool and the serpent serpents pass i mean shout out for casting mcfoley to do the voice and also cast uh on of the the what was his character again Noel? the boulder the boulder thank you yes <laughs> that's right um and then of course uh, clancy brown just terrific terrific voice casting so just just, there's so much to appreciate in the season any final thoughts allison Mm, 
Otherwise, I'll tell you what the episode, next episode title is. Yeah, let's do this. I basically, I mean, like, thumbs up, extremely good. I don't know. It's it's a really, really excellent season of television, and I'm very excited to start season three with these two episodes. <laughs> well, the one episode. One episode, we- oh, right, with this single episode, which is called... The Awakening. Oh. Okay. Thoughts? Uh, I be a s- lot of things. I assume it, it's a feminist It is novel. not. No, I was about to say it is not a Kate Japan <laughs> reference. <laughs> um, Marcus is Marcus thinks it's too generic, and fair enough, it's very generic. <laughs> it is. Uh, I think maybe. Oh, I don't know. Maybe our youngsters all become aware of the of what they're risking in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe the Earth King is radicalized by his <laughs> experience watching Bossing Say Fall. Um maybe it's Zuko. Maybe we get like an arrested development style. I've made a huge mistake right at the okay. top of the awakening. No, I don't know, but I'm really excited to watch it tonight. Mm-hmm. Um Tom says the most harrowing image of the season is Appa shirking away from the Kyoshi warriors when they when Suki first approaches. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was the other animal I was going to mention, the boar, porcupine. Like, and also, Fufu Cuddly Poops. Very cute. Yeah, very cute. Fufu Cuddly Poops, mom, less cute. Um, okay, so that will wrap up our season two discussion. We went super long, but hey, there was a lot to say. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to everybody who stopped in to give their thoughts. Um, yeah, Marcus says the porcupine is rather frightening, especially because you know, like, boars get big. So, like, yeah. Um, so thank you to to uh, Keenan and Scotty and Marcus and Diego and Tom and my dad for all sharing your thoughts on the season. Um, I'm looking forward to season three. So excited. And maybe by the time we finish season three, someone will have Cora streaming somewhere. Let's keep fingers crossed. Knock on wooden things and all of that. But thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye. 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 Thank you.